From Alabama, New York to Los Angeles and back, he stood on stage with Pauly Shore, and now he works for EWTN. Stick around. Let's talk about it. Houston, we have a problem. Habemos papan. Podcasting from a parking lot in the Woodlands, Texas, it's the Catholic Hack with Joe McLean. Take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. 1 Peter 3.15. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant. It will be shed for you and for all, so that sins may be forgiven. The Church of the Living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. 1 Timothy 3.15 Do this in memory of Welcome back to The Catholic Hack. I'm Joe McLean, and this is episode number 77. Today's special guest is Mike Romano. He's a producer at EWTN. You can often hear his voices on, uh, or his voice rather, but he does do voices, his voice on EWTN's Newslink program. He also produces the Open Line program. But he likes to do voices. He likes to do impersonations. And he's going to do several for us today on the show. So stick around for that. I hope you've been well. I hope you've enjoyed your Lent so far. What have you been offering up? Have you been consistent? Have you had to sort of revamp your uh, your desired sufferings and prayers for the season? Well, let me know. Send me some feedback. You can give me a call at 713-568-6277. That's 713-568-6277. I would love to hear how your Lent is going. I know myself, I have, uh, I have been fairly good at keeping what I said I was going to do. And I did pledge my my fastings and my sufferings over at ConvertObama.com, which, by the way, has been doing pretty well. Lately, we've had some 440-plus souls uh, committing themselves to offering their Lenten sacrifices for the conversion of President Obama, which we desperately need, by the way, because just this week he's announced the reversal of the uh, stem cell uh policy from President Bush. He is uh, reversing the executive decision from President Bush on the uh, conscience decision of doctors to refuse abortions. We already have the Mexico City policy uh, issue uh, that he's reversed. So he's he's showing himself to be a pro-abortion president. So let's pray for him. Let's offer those sacrifices that he so desperately needs. Well, before we begin, let's say a quick prayer and then get right into Breaking the Bread with Dr. Scott Hahn. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, O Heavenly Father, glorious God, we come before you. And for this podcast, I just want to focus on Mike and his wife, and I want to offer them up to you and lift them up to you and ask you to bless them abundantly. I pray, I pray, O Holy Father, that you will grant them many children I pray that your will be done in their lives as they seek to raise a family for your glory. And so, if it is your will, that you will bless them abundantly with so many joyful children in their home. We seek this in your mercy, and we pray for your grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Abraham was tested, and he endured the trial. Jesus, too, faced severe temptation in the desert. What makes us think that we should be exempt from temptation and suffering? Our faith will indeed be tried and proven, but the Scripture gives us the secret for passing the test and prevailing for eternity. Find out more next on Breaking the Bread. The Lenten season continues with another story of testing. Last Sunday, we heard the trial of Jesus in the desert. In this week's first reading, we hear of how Abraham was put to the test. The church has always read this story as a sign of God's love for the world in giving his only beloved son. In this Sunday's epistle, Paul uses those exact words drawn from the story of Abraham and Isaac to describe how God like Abraham, was a faithful father who did not withhold his only beloved son, but handed him over for us on the cross. 
In the gospel too, we hear another echo. Jesus is called God's beloved son, just as Isaac is described as Abraham's beloved firstborn son. These readings are given to us in Lent to reveal to us Jesus' identity and to strengthen us in the face of our afflictions and trials. Jesus is shown to be the true son that Abraham rejoiced to see. In his transfiguration, he is revealed to be the prophet like Moses, foretold by God, raised from among our own kinsmen, speaking with God's own authority. Like Moses, he climbs the mountain with three named friends and beholds God's glory in a cloud. He is the one prophesied to come after Elijah's return. And as he discloses to the apostles, he is the Son of Man, sent to suffer and die for our sins. As we sing in this Sunday's psalm, Jesus believed in the face of his afflictions and God loosed him from the bonds of death. His rising should give us the courage to face our trials, to offer ourselves totally to the Father, as he did, as Abraham and Isaac did. Freed from death by his death, we come to this Mass to offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and to renew our vows as his servants and faithful ones. This is Scott Hahn for Breaking the Bread. Breaking the Bread is a production of the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. If you'd like to receive written copies of Dr. Hahn's reflections on the Sunday Mass readings, you can contact us by email at staff at salvationhistory.com or call us at 740-264-9535. That's 740-264-9535. Well, as I said, today's special guest is Mike Romano from EWTN. Mike has a very interesting past, which he's going to share with us today. Having worked in Los Angeles with a lot of famous comics, and so why don't we roll up our sleeves and let's dive deep and let's get into the truth with Mike about the lighter side of Catholic evangelization. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This school when I sit, even just a little bit, I get hit with the power that made the veil in the temple split. When I submit, all on the floor and the door. Can't get enough, got to come back with some more. Hey, we've got a problem here. Sinner, every woman in the three can benefit in this school. Repent and commit. Roger that. The incense rises up in adoration of the throne. Something happens to my wounded heart from all the love revealed and shown. Bright like Shekinah comes to my aid to persist. The change and sustain the way I think it exists. To feel the bliss because my name is in the book of life's list. That's what happens when you sit in the school of the Eucharist. Mr. Emmett, take her down. Make your depth 150 feet. 10 degree down bubble. 150 feet, 10 degree down bubble. Aye, sir. Dive, dive, dive. Welcome back to the Catholic Hack. I'm Joe McLean. And today, our special guest is Mike Romano. Mike is a producer for EWTN Radio. He edits programming, writes, and voices the promos for various shows. He co-produces Open Line, a daily talk show on EWTN and can be heard every morning voicing the EWTN news links. Before joining his current employer, Mike was a freelance voiceover actor and comedian. His God-given talent for doing dead-on impressions has landed him at several comedy clubs like the world-famous Comedy Store and The Improv, where Mike was blessed with the opportunity to perform with several celebrities. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Well, great to be a guest and uh, honored to be a part of uh, your podcast here. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. We, I was very blessed to be able to uh, to meet with you and chat with you in, uh, at the Catholic Answers Second Decade Tour Dallas event back in March. It was a real blessing to, to sit and, uh, and to speak with you and to share you know, about our faith journeys and to learn more about you. And I, I was very intrigued by, by your particular journey, and I, I wanted the opportunity to share you with my audience. And so I was very blessed when you graciously accepted the opportunity to come on the podcast. So thank you for that. Why don't we get started by allowing you to, uh, the opportunity to, to share about your your walk in faith? How, how does a, a comedian with at the comedy store go uh, from there to working at EWTN? Wow, uh, long story uh, to uh, sort of give you uh, the uh, the abridged version. I um, you know I've always from the time I was you know three years old up until you know even till now. I've always had a knack, a God-given knack to, 
you know, impersonate various sounds like, you know, be it trumpets or beatbox.
right before the pastor would give up and would go up and give his homily. And so I enjoyed that. And I, I would go back and forth, you know, with my family. Sometimes I would go to non-denominational church, and sometimes I would go to um, you know, the Catholic church, thinking, uh, you know, whatever, it's, as long as I'm going to church. Hmm. Um, to uh, sort of flash back forward uh, to being in L.A., you know, I'd lost track of my faith. I moved back to uh, to Birmingham, started doing more just voiceover work, just had to, had to get away from, the, I was living a bad lifestyle. Mm. Um, you know, did, did the whole party scene, I was going around from town to town, uh, from hotel to hotel, just wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't living the, uh, the, the right lifestyle that I should have been, according, uh, according to Christ. Mm. And um, I just... I had to come back. I had to get myself right, you know, with Christ, so to speak. And after, uh, when I came back to Birmingham, started doing a lot of voiceover work. Then moved to Los, and then moved to Atlanta, and moved in with my sister, and started doing more voiceover work and a few little independent films here and there. And uh, a buddy of mine who was working at EWTN as a radio producer um, said, "Hey, you know." Um, how would you like to come, you know, work at EWTN? And um, I said, hey, I, that's, that's, that's fine. I was looking for something that was more stable in my life. At the time, I was basically just living from paycheck to paycheck, uh, not knowing where, you know, uh, the next funds would come from. Right. And he, uh, he passed my demo, my commercial demo along to um, uh, to our station manager. He liked it, brought me into the interview, and, and I prayed to God that um, that He would land me at EWTN. And ever since uh, becoming a radio producer at uh, EWTN, it's, it's my life's been it's been a blessing. Um, I, my wife and I, we've been married uh, about a year a year and let's see, a year and two months now. And wow. so uh, blessed with a house. A wonderful, beautiful wife who, you know, puts up with my, my craziness. <laughs> and so I, it's, it's, it's just everything I've asked from God, it's, he's blessed me with. He's blessed me immensely. And I still do a lot of voiceover work, albeit through a company called Third Millennium Media. Yeah. And we take production for, we help growing apostolate radio stations, and we do production work for them. Some of the promos that I do at EWTN. I'll also do something similar for other growing apostles, like, you know, you're listening to Divine Mercy Radio. Um, so. That's fantastic, Mike. I mean, what a what a journey that must have That's been. Really the lifestyle in, in uh, places like California and L.A., the comedy cl- store and the improv must have been pretty crazy times. It was. And, I, mean, uh, I, don't want, I, I can't really get into the details, but right, sure. as you can imagine, as you've heard from many, it's, I, I look. I partied like a rock star. <laughs> yeah, I did, and I, I just my my life was Christ was nowhere in my life, mm. and my brother who actually um, he grew up Catholic, but he's uh, since broken away, um, and I'm trying to I'd like to get him back to the Catholic faith, and I've learned so much by working at EWTN. My wife and I actually I actually came back. Um, I got confirmed into the Catholic Church last year. Praise God! And so, uh, oh, it's, it's been a it's, it's been a blessing. I, I tell you, every day at working at EWTN, I, I learned so much I mean, about the sacraments, about the saints, hmm. uh, the early church fathers. It's just been. Um, well, we, we, you, my, you got a bunch of rookies working over there. I mean, what's this guy, Father Pacwa? I mean, who is that guy? I mean, does he know anything? I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! You better watch. I went to school and learned a lot of these things. Okay? Okay. Three, three things. First of all, you have got to pray to God to understand what he is trying to tell. God speaks to me in Hebrew every night. Which means, Father Mitch, I want you to go out and sacrifice the deer. 
Um, Father Mitch, uh, he's, he's, he's so a great, awesome. He's a great guy. I, I've learned a lot from that, you know, definitely from from Father Mitch and from uh, John Martinoni. Yeah, um, John. Uh, Love that oh, guy, John too. Martinoni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Open Line. Uh, great to have you with us here today. Give us a call. You all you can listen to the Bible Christian Society dot com. <laughs> yeah. He is always coughing, isn't he? I, I've just now he noticed is, that. He's always coughing, this guy. I, I always I always I joke around with him about that. He's like, you wouldn't make fun of a man with asthma, would you? <laughs> yeah, I would. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so don't put it past they're, they're so full of knowledge, and it's just to, to, so much that I've learned, you know, from them and that I try to pass on to, yeah. um, to, to my brother and cousins and other family members and... You know, it's it's all about um, what I've learned is it's all about planting seeds. You know, yeah. you can't. Uh, you know, the, the, in the Catholic Church, what what first there, there's so much to the Catholic faith. I mean, we we we've got it all. Mm. I mean, they don't lie when they say we have the fullness of the truth. We we've, we've got it all. I mean, there is there is no denying from you know from the saints, the writings of the early church fathers, the, yeah. you know, the papal encyclicals, everything. That you know the Bible says is clearly pointed out in the Catholic Church. It clearly it's it's just like you know I I can't even I can't even describe it. Uh, We you know at Third Millennium Media we have a thing called uh, this is the uh, the faith uh, database, Hmm. and it has it's a software program um, that I recommend every Catholic should have in in, in their home. It just has all the papal encyclicals, writings of the early church fathers. Uh, the Bible, the the Greek Septuagint, uh, mm. you, you name it. It's it's got yeah. all of that, and it can trace, you know, exactly where, um, you know, all that has also also the writings of like from like Scott Hans. I've got a lot of some of his stuff. Tim Staples, uh, Tim Staples uses it. He swears by it. Yeah. Uh, so this is it's a great product, and I, I recommend every Catholic have it. Uh, you know. And uh, you know, but I, I, it seems to me that there is a there is a void in in the Catholic world uh, for good, clean Catholic comedy. Have you have you given that uh, any any uh, any effort? Well, I'm, I'm certainly in the works of trying to put something um, together similar to a um, a 1940s uh, radio style show. I, one of the programs that I produce at EWT in the radio is a program called Family Theater Classic Radio. Yeah, I love that show. And if, if you ever listen to it, I actually do the intro and outro for, for that show. Welcome now to Family Theater Classic Radio. We now welcome Jimmy Stewart. Hello, Jimmy. Well, 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 th- well, thank you very much, Mike. It's, it's <laughs> wonderful to be a part of the program. Uh, today we got we got a very special show. Thank you very much, Jimmy. <laughs> and so I want to do something similar to, uh, to, to that because I think there's something that's also lacking is, is good, clean, because we've got there's so many reality TV programs right. that um, we we need something fresh and something um, uh, programs with good morals mm. that teach people uh, uh, about Christ. You know, Father Peyton put it the put it the best. I mean, the, the family that prays together stays together, and right. I mean, I'll I'll stand by that till you know till the end of time. And um, I I want uh, I want, I'm trying to put together a a comedy show that's in, in the vein of a 1940s uh, radio theater hour where I do all the different voices and, you know, I'll be at Arnold Schwarzenegger, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> Stallone, and kind of interweave them into this 1940s, uh, uh, this clean uh, this clean story that uh, has a good moral. So mm. that's, that's, that's my latest uh, project, and I'm also trying to get a, um, a children's book that I have. I, wrote uh trying to get that published i'm hoping uh hoping to god mark rumley will uh actually one day get the time to sit down and and and, and read it it's uh, it's called stinky feet pete <laughs> that's cool well thank you what's it about and, uh just basically about a boy who with uh named pete who has you know, stinky feet and <laughs> it, go, it goes around from you know around the malls and everybody who's around him just pretty much drops dead and <laughs> is telling him to wash his, his stinky feet and uh, so his mom and dad told him to give him a bar of soap and um, 
Here, as a matter of fact, I'll read it to you. All right. I know a boy named Stinky Pete Pete, and the smell of his feet could not be beat. He would stink up a mall. He would stink through a room. He would even stink through his sister's perfume. And his mom and dad and brothers and sisters and even his friends at school said, Oh, Pete, oh, Pete, nothing can compete with the stink of your feet. So they handed him a bar of soap, and off he went to the tub where he would scrub. He washed all morning, and he washed all night. He washed until that smell was completely out of sight. And when he was done, his mom and dad and brothers and sisters and even his friends at school clapped and cheered for they no longer feared the smell of stinky feet Pete. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and even babies too, please let this be a lesson to you to wash your stinky feet so you won't get a name like our friend Stinky Feet Pete. <laughs> That's so, cool, got man. a nice illustrations uh, to it. Uh, you do. By you, the name you've of already... Rathfield. Have you, oh, you've already done the illustrations then. I've already got the illustrations. That's great. Uh, a, a very talented lady by the name of Rebecca Raffield mm-hmm. um, illustrated them for me, and I'm uh, in the works of trying to get this, uh, find a publisher. So if you know anybody out there, anybody out there listening to this uh, podcast, <laughs> if you're only publishers or you are a publisher, I'll be brother out. Have you, uh, have you tried the Maximus group at all? I haven't tried. Oh, oh the uh, yes, uh, the... Um, I have tried that, and they told me to uh, send a uh, photo and, and bio of myself and an MP3 of one of my talks. I'm actually going to be speaking in, um, in, Reno, in Reno, Nevada sometime, I think in October. Oh, cool. So I'll definitely put that. Uh, what will you be speaking about? Just about my journey uh, yeah. through Catholic radio and my journey in the, in the Catholic faith, kind of what, what I talked to you today about. So. That's fantastic. Praise God for that. You know, I, I've never been much of an actor or anything like that, but uh, I had this vision that I've had for now a couple of years of a, a play that I would absolutely love to produce someday. i got to write it, but do you have any advice for people like me who are, you know, hacks, who, who don't really have any experience in this business but really sort of have these ideas? The best thing to do is, A, just write it. Um and B, I would say once once you have it written, once you have the idea in mind, find either like a local theater group, and um, I would present, find a director, or I would actually go and check out some theaters and find out, um, and just kind of speak to yourself, well, ask yourself, well, who, whose work do I like? Of all these, you know, theater troops that I've seen, who, who do I like? Who, who do I envision in, in this part? And playing uh, that part, and um, who do I think is is uh, is a really good director? And I would approach uh, that particular theater troupe that that you like, that you've seen, uh, whose work you respect. I would approach them and and say, hey, I've got this um, you know, I've got this play that I've written. Would you mind, you know, giving it a giving it a reading? And they usually start out with. Um, with, with a stage reading of your of, of your play, and if they, uh, you know, I'm sure maybe some edits will be done uh, to it, and then um, then if they if if, if all agree uh, to, to to produce it, and you like who you got, and they like they agree with you, and they like your play, then uh, I'm sure they would uh, be willing to uh, whatever theater troupe you have would be willing to produce that as part of their uh, repertoire. You never know where it's, it, it can lead. Uh, a lot of uh, actors in L.A., for example, uh, they do their own thing. People mm-hmm. write their own projects all the time and try to get it seen, and uh, they audition for showcases, um, for various plays, or just for uh, different uh, workshops uh, with uh, acting coaches. And so that's just one of the, uh, the many ways that Actors in LA get get seen. They do, they either do you know stand up, which which I did, or they do uh, or they do theater, or they do independent film. And some of those uh, producers of those independent films, they go out and they try to get uh, distribution and try to get uh, just keep their keep, keep their chops going, keep keep uh, keep keep growing, keep keep doing you know putting something on on paper and keep keep acting, keep at it. Well, we certainly here in uh, in the podcasting world, which is uh, we call Catholic New Media, 
you know, we are um, strongly trying to promote this movement and, and get more and more people to do this type of work, whether it's podcasting or, or video or blogging or just straight blogging or, or whatever, but to use not only traditional media, but to find new media and or new ways to use traditional media to spread the faith, to use the, their talents for God's glory. And, and so that's why, you know, I, I want to encourage listeners who who are sometimes like me, they just get these ideas and, you know, and sometimes we we don't act on them simply because we don't have an experience with it or we, we doubt ourselves. So uh, it's nice to be encouraged to, uh, to you know, to just step out there in faith, even if it fails, you know, so what? Just give it a try. You know, you never know yeah. how it goes. And, and uh, we, we, there's so, I think there's such an opportunity right now in the Catholic world for uh, lay oh, faithful and, I mean, and, and look, religious. Look and, yeah. I mean, look, look what he did with, right. with, with the passion. I mean, you know, granted, Mel Gibson had a, Couple million floating in the bank, but, right. uh, <laughs> but <laughs> right. it really doesn't take. Uh, to be honest with you, it, it it doesn't take much nowadays. It does. You don't need a million dollars. You don't need. You know, I mean, it, does it does it help? Yes, but do you need? Is it not absolutely necessary? Necessary? No. Right. Just just find, you know write it. Find the actors. Get it. Uh, even if you have to do it at your local church, diocese, right. whatever. Just, just, just get it out there because you never know. You never know what soul, you know, you may have saved through that, through that production. You know, if you can save at least one soul, it's, it's, it's all worth it. If you can make a difference in somebody's life, man, you accomplished something right there. You did, and that's that's what's so great. I think for for me, waking up in the morning and, and producing shows at EWTN is program that I produce or a promo that I may have produced supporting. Uh, EW promoting EWTN, listening to EWTN, and may have saved somebody's life. You know, that's 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 to me that's 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 worth it. You know, somebody who may be on 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 the, the edge of despair, and they hear something from you know, Father Karaki, or they hear a program that I may have produced. I mean, mm. that's just um, that's 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 what it's worth. I mean, you're you're, you're trying to evangelize. We all have different ways. We all, God blessed us all with so many different talents. I mean, God blessed you with, the, with his podcast. I mean, I, I'm honored. I, I'm blessed right now. Hopefully somebody <laughs> is, is being encouraged right now to want to go out and do something. I, I hope I can. Or at least one person. And it, it starts a chain. You know? um, I, I think one thing that I would love to you know, see myself doing, you, know, you mentioned um, – what I see myself doing in the future and sort of popped in my mind is, is, is directing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would even love to direct your, <laughs> your play. I'll go out on a limb and I'll say it right now. Joe, you write it, I'll direct it. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so I would love to teach, I would love to teach, you know, I, I love to teach theater. I, I wouldn't mind on, yeah. on the side. Well, you know, that's, um, it's, it's also the, uh, the John Paul II University out in San Diego. Michael Barber is a professor there. He's a, he's a fantastic Theologian, Bible scholar, Michael Barber is. I mean, he is so yeah, wonderful. You know, that whole school, the John Paul II University out there, is is really geared towards doing all this, teaching people how to use media, you know, and use it not in the in the the, the same way that we see the secular society using it, but sort of taking it back and using it for God's glory and just doing, you know, not cliche religious work, but doing some really good stuff. And uh, that's that's exactly that's exactly what we need in this society. Because, like I said, you know, when I was out in L.A., there was so many, there was so much like risk take stuff. Actors and actresses, you know, who were very beautiful, um, being taken advantage of. They would you know be told to wear, uh, you know, very promiscuous type clothing, right. and um, they were basically seen as as sex objects, that's what a lot of the agencies and the producers and and um, you know, unfortunately, as a society, we've um, become prone to, to watching this. I mean, you, you see all the, the, the Bachelor, you, um, right. and, but the list goes on. There are so many sexually promiscuous shows yeah. that, that that are out there, and we need we need to clean that up because I mean, God knows I don't want to bring you know. My son or daughter, you know, right. God chooses to bless me with it, and, and I pray he does. But I, I don't want to bring him up in that, in that kind of world. Um, mm. I just, it's just, uh, 
it's, now, it's scary. It's scary the direction yeah. that, that we're headed in, but I, and I hope that, you know, and I pray that John Paul too, and like, like you were talking about, that this, this gets cleaned up. Right. Because so much, you know, we have, we have so much more uh, to, to offer than just, uh, you know, a, a pretty, you know, a pretty face. <laughs> right, exactly. Now you do, uh, you've already shared a few impressions here already, but you do quite a few impressions. What are your, what's your favorite impression? Who do you like to, uh, you know, uh, impersonate the most? Who do I like to impersonate the most? That's a good question. I'd have to say, uh, you know, I, I like Harry Carey. That's, that's been a, <laughs> a recent one. And if you ever call my voicemail, you'll get, uh, you'll get Harry Carey. Hi! It's a pop fly down in left field. Hey, Joe, sometimes I think the moon is made of green cheese. <laughs> wow. Hey, join the after this podcast for a nice cause Miller Lot. <laughs> when I was uh, in the third grade, I had to do a talent show, and um, I did impressions. I did, uh, I did Fozzie Bear, and I did Howard, <laughs> I did Howard Cosell. Back to back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I, one of my favorite sports announcers I, I love listening to is um, is Keith Brown for the, the the sports announcer for the ABC. I'm a huge college uh, college football fan. Love love my Crimson Tide. Uh, you know, winner of twelve national championships, and <laughs> I, I, I you know love him to death. And I'll never forget uh, one of the most infamous plays uh, aside from. Um, the uh, the goal line stand was uh, was when George Te- when Alabama was playing Miami for their 12th national championship game that's riding on the line and um, uh, Miami threw a long pass and it was a Hail Mary pass to uh, uh, Lamar Thomas who was like the fastest man in college football at the time mm. and streaking down the sideline and then George T one of our safeties ran down I'll I'll give you the play by play. And the, the ball is thrown. It's going to be an outside. Ready the ball is thrown. Lamar Teague is run, uh, Lamar Thomas runs down the sidelines, running down the sidelines. And there comes George Teague. He's coming down. He's coming after him and runs him down. He takes the ball. He takes the ball away from him. George Teague has got the ball, and he's running in the opposite direction. George Teague <laughs> ran him down from 15 yards. So one of my it's one of my favorite uh, announcers. You know, there's just a guy that says, "And oh, Nelly, what a fantastic day it is for college football." <laughs> I mean, I, I we had to study color commentary in broadcasting school, and I hated it. I was no good at it. I, mean, I probably wouldn't be good at it myself, man. But it was it's just fun to listen to because they 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 paint the picture so well, yep. don't they? If you've got it, you got it. You know? Yeah. I, I wish I, I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, my, I know I never did. I just couldn't think that fast. Oh, but so, uh, no, nah, he's, he's definitely a, a, another favorite of mine, and probably uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Remember Bobcat oh, Goldthwait? Oh yeah. From the Police Academy. That, Absolutely. Ah, oh, here. Um, ah, oh, I don't know. I'm, my wife's telling me things. I'm like having a heart attack. I'm like a spaz over here. Ah, okay. What about Father Karapi? Yeah. You want to know the truth? Yeah, well, you can't handle the truth. In the end, we're going to be one of two things. <laughs> Heaven or hell. <laughs> Father Connor? Father Connor. Oh, I'm Father Charles Connor. Today in the church in time, Rome was taken back by Archbishop. Arcisius was born in 1942. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Boy, I, I don't know half the history. I, you know, I was like, like that, that doesn't make sense. The church was taken back. <laughs> I love that guy, Father Connor. He is so awesome. He the, he just knows everything. I was sitting there watching. He wa- does. Watch, he, I, mean, I was just watching, you know, the he's doing a new series on heretics, and I was just like, I'm just in awe. He'll, like, he'll add little details about, oh, so-and-so, and these other people – they used to give this person really grief, but they loved her anyway. I mean, like, how does he know that? Like, you know, how, how does <laughs> he like, know like, that? What, what do you, did you, did you have, where's this time machine? Do you have a DeLorean? Right. What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. I love that guy. It's, That's yeah, awesome. He's, uh, he's definitely, uh, he's, an, he's another one of those uh, Catholic encyclopedias. He's, he's very, very yeah. cerebral. He's got it. You know, yeah, we're blessed that way, especially at EWTN, to have, you know, uh, the Father Pacwa and, and, and Father Connor and, and 
all these wonderful people that can really share and communicate this faith so so abundantly is just it's really impressive you know and um, and that's a, a real must be a real gift to be able to to work and you know even if it's just producing their show or whatever but uh, boy I'd love to be able to pick Father Paco's brain every once in a while that would just be something else oh man you, you never would be able to pick his brain because it just <laughs> it's uh, you know, unless you want to, you know, for an hour, just you know, you're, you're going through Hebrew. You're just looking apart. You know, okay, let's see, what does that translate out to? Uh, okay, that means in 1845 there was a. Uh, how do you how do you do that? I mean, seriously, it's just. Uh, and the fun thing about it is, people don't know this is when he answers questions on open line. Yeah. He is playing solitaire. So he, the guy, like when no. somebody asked him, no, I, I kid you not. No. If somebody asked, I know, I kid you not. I wish, I wish people could come up and, and see this. Uh, when I go down to TV to talent coordinate, and he's in the glass booth, he'll just be sitting down. Somebody will ask him something about the uh, Old Testament, canon law, you name it. He'll be sitting there and say, oh, yeah, that was, okay. if you go in the Old Testament, uh, uh, Hebrews 5, chapter 8. It's right there, which translates to, in the olden days, a man would sacrifice. I mean, he already has to look at the Bible, and he'll pretend like, oh, wait a minute, I think I know exactly where that's located. Okay, uh-huh. He's actually moving his cards as he's thinking. To pretend like he's looking something up, he's actually moving his cards around as he's playing solitaire. Okay, uh, basically, uh, in Peter, uh, another place to look at is first Acts. Uh, uh, Peter says to the apostle, uh, <laughs> "Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just be sitting there. And it's, it's just." Uh, it's, it's, I am it's so gonna amazing. bust him. I, I, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm gonna him. bust him on that. He's gonna be on this podcast. I'm trying to set up an interview right now for for a couple of weeks from now, and I'm so gonna bust him on that. That's it. That's it. Oh, he will. Yeah, he'll t- he'll tell you. I'll like, I'm one card away from winning this game. <laughs> so it's, he's yeah, he, he's a riot. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> we're blessed to have him. So I mean, his, his knowledge. Uh, you know, he was on the. Uh, the what was it the John Ankerberg or Ankerberg? There's if, if you go on YouTube. Dot, mm. Yeah, YouTube dot com, and click uh, in I think Father Mitch or you can. Uh, type in in the search bar uh, John Ankerberg show. He was on that show, and I think I remember Tim Staples saying something yeah. along the lines of, "That's where uh, Tim Staples." Yeah. Uh, they, well, they edited the show to where um, it kind of favored Protestantism because I right. know John Ankerberg was a huge Protestant. Right. Um, but uh, the people who were actually in the audience watching this realized that Father Mitch, I mean, was just. I mean, slaying these questions. I mean, he uh, had everything. He had the back, you know, the backstory to everything. I mean, he he had, he knew his stuff. I mean, as Father Mitch does. Yeah. And um, you know, they they couldn't take it, and they were trying to throw him, you know, um, you know question after question about uh, supporting Protestantism and um, talking about uh, the Pope's infallibility. It's just if, if you log on to to YouTube, I would say check it out, and it's it's really really interesting it's uh, uh it's father mitch back in the 80s yeah have so. you have you been able to overcome any of your any of your hang-ups with uh with mary and the saints and and all of that you, are you still i mean obviously we're all still on a journey but are there are there any any questions you're still trying to chase down no actually i mean all of them were, were answered because because you know at first there were uh, I kind of fell into the, the stereotype that you know yeah we pray you know Mary answers our prayers and you know Mary does this I'm praying you know I'm praying to Mary and it's, it's it's not that it's you know people think we're we're praying to this particular saint or that particular saint you know I I I'm not praying to anybody I, we're just asking people have a hard Protestants have a hard time understanding that we're asking them to pray for us just like I would ask you to pray for me. And it's, 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 it's that simple. And people want to twist the words and make it look like, oh, well, you're, you're praying to uh, a, a statue or an idol when you kneel down in front of them. No, you know, I'm not, like, like John Martinoni says, when you kneel down in front of your bed at night, 
Are you praying to your Are you praying to your bed? Well, no. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not praying to my bed any more than I'm praying to this statue. Right. You know, the statue. They're like um, we we celebrate. One thing I've learned, and I've tried to explain to other Protestants, is we we celebrate the full the, the history uh, of the church. Just like it's it's almost like I try to compare it to. You know how we have uh, we have statues of uh, you know at Brighton Stadium in Tuscaloosa. There's a statue of all the na- the, the coaches right. that have won national championships. All right, that's it. That's we honor them. We don't. I don't worship, you know, Bear Bryant. I don't worship Wade Wallace, Gene Stallings, and all the other coaches that won national championships. Mm. We honor them. It's a remembrance. It's re- you know it's a reflection upon our tradition, our history. And you can't you you can't negate that. And that's what really makes me mad about some of these non-denominational churches who try to um, you know, diss on uh, tradition, saying we don't need it. You know, Paul says clearly in, in, in the New Testament, hang on to the tradition right. that I've passed down to you. you know, we, exactly. that's, that's, that's something we can't, can't negate tradition. Hmm. It, it is what it is. You know, can't, don't knock it. Don't try to you know, get, get away from it. Hang on to the tradition. What right. part of that do you not understand? Well, you know, you know? a lot of the non-denominationalists, and I think you and I have a lot in common here because we both have family members who are in non-denominational churches. For them, it's uh, comes down to uh, well, whether or not they can accept that there is supposed to be a single church that that has authority, and um, they often will not will will say, well. I belong to the first century church, not the you know the the corrupt Catholic church that came in later, you know. And it it blows me away that they could be reading the same New Testament that 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 we're reading, you know. Yeah. John Martinoni actually just the other day I was listening to a talk he did at, at one of our conferences back in February of this year in Corpus, you know, on the one church. And you, you read in the Book of Acts about the day of Pentecost. It's quite clear that the three thousand some people who were baptized after St. Peter's preaching were baptized into an organization led by twelve people. <laughs> you know, so that was either a, a well structured organiz- organization or it wasn't. You know, it's right. It wasn't some you know uh, mystical can't put your finger on it. You know, I'll do my thing, you do your thing. And what other the other thing that blows me away about it, about non denominational, just from a common sense, basic, basic level is go back and read the epistles whether it's saint paul whether it's john or saint peter you know or whatever read read the the epistles in the new testament and start to keep a record of how many times you'll see saint paul or anybody say us from us we using plural and every time he's referring to the apostles he's referring to the magisterium of the church and even like first john four six the way that we can know between the, the difference between truth and error is not by me praying to the Holy Spirit and asking for guidance, me personally. It's by following the teaching of us, St. John says. That's right. the 12. And so it just blows me away that non-denominationalists just can't pick up on any of that. Well, they, it, it, it goes back to, it's, it's, it's very simple, like like, like uh, Marcus Grodi and, and Scott Hahn and uh, you know many others, uh, Catholic authors and uh, theologians say it all boils down to history. Right. If you if you know history, if you study history, you would cease to become a Protestant. That's and pe- right. The problem is people do not want to take the time to study history. They're, they become comfortable in their in, 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 in their faith and their own understanding, their own interpretation. They don't want to get you know get into like I don't well, I don't want to believe that, so that's fine. I don't believe in you know moral sin. I don't believe it says that. That's not my interpretation, so it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm fine. We're, I'm good with God. All that matters is my personal relationship with Christ. Well, yes, we do want to have a personal relationship with Christ, but we also, but Christ wants us to have a relationship with his family. Right. It's a community. Right. You know? Besides the, uh, and that, why, yeah. and why did they take, you know, you, you try to get them about, well, why did you take out seven books of the, of the, uh, of the right. Old Testament, the Maccabees? That faith right there talks about the communion of saints, right. about how God wants us to have a relationship with with, uh, with with the saints, right. right there in Maccabees, but you won't see that no. in, 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 in non-denominational churches. They don't talk about that. Right. Besides, Why? because they probably lose their people. They probably yeah. lose their their congregation. Right. There's no more personal relationship with Christ than to receive Him, body, blood, soul, and divinity on our tongue. 
that's 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 as close <laughs> you're right joe that is as close <laughs> as you're going to get to christ that's right it's the one flesh union it's no different than you know being married you know to our spouse we embrace our our spouse and the marital embrace well we're doing basically the same thing you know with christ our lord we are joining with him one body with him and that's the most intimate we can ever get you know with god on this side of heaven but but, but uh, our our good friends brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers and you know just that are over there in the protestant non-denominational churches for them usually it's it's emotional it's uh it's something other than you know intellectual because you can argue through intellectual arguments it's quite clear either the new testament teaches the doctrines of the Catholic Church or it doesn't and if it does then why aren't you following it well it's probably for some other kind of emotional reasoning you know I, I want a divorce I I want to uh, you know cheat I want to steal I want to do whatever I want to do without anybody telling me I, I'm wrong for it you know I don't want to have consequence to action that's really usually right. what it comes down the, to the one i get the most is well it doesn't matter we're all you know we're all worship you know the same god we just have different ways of, of right. doing it right however there's a problem with that there's right. many problems you know with that but people aren't going to address it because they think you know in the end you know it doesn't matter yada 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 you know but listen if you love christ if you love jesus christ with all your heart would you not want to follow the commandments did he say you know right. follow the commandments exactly. you know the, the, the teachings that i have i've laid down for you <laughs> did, did he not say that would you not want to do that right did you evangelize get the word out you know yes you know you, you want to evangelize you want to get you know get, get the word out but he also said you know receive me in the eucharist eat my right. body and blood do you know and, it- What's, what's, yeah. what's so hard about it? So people cannot understand. Well, you know, in John for this past Sunday, we had our gospel reading. It was uh, John fourteen, and Jesus is speaking to his apostles, and he's telling them, you know, he is the way, and they should know the way. And they're like, "What do you mean we don't know the way? You gotta tell us the way." And Jesus, is like, "Have I been with you this long, and you still don't get it?" You know, and he says to them, "You know, look, if you don't believe the words that I'm telling you, then believe the works that you see." And that's what it struck me, you know. I've I've read that obviously many times, but I, I never really stopped to contemplate that. Listen to him tell us, he's sitting there telling us something, and we're refusing to believe it. Yeah. If G, you know, to our good Protestant brothers and sisters, you know, who are arguing with us, whether it's over the saints or the Eucharist or whatever it is, the Pope doesn't matter. You just gotta ask him if Jesus were standing in front of you today and telling you that this is the way it is. Would you even believe what he says? Would you believe even Jesus? I mean, it's not likely, is it? Because Jesus is sitting there to the apostles, John 14, saying, if you don't even believe the words I'm telling you, then fine, just believe what you see. And, you know, and we can say the same thing for the beautiful Catholic Church, although there's many critics to say, well, the church has done this or that. Well, account for all the saints, account for all the miracles, account for all the the goodness that's, that's coming out of the church daily. Just today we are... You know, I, some guy on EWTN Newslink was telling me about uh, Mike Romano, that guy, about uh, <laughs> about the the soon to, to come uh, the about uh, Cardinal Newman's um, beatification and uh, and yeah. the miracles. Account for that stuff, you know. So uh, I mean, that's that's it's from a common sense level. It just always boggles my mind when uh, in dealing with uh, especially non-denominationals, the fact that they even think that they don't belong to a denomination. Blows me away. I mean, non-denomination <laughs> is a denomination. It is. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Um, it's funny. I, I had a conversation about about that with somebody, and uh, I said that I, I told them that I'd gone to um, uh, that I'd gone to a non-denominational church. And the person said, uh, "Said, no, well, it's, it's that that church isn't really non-denominational. You know, you know that, right?" It's like, well, I, I don't know. It's, it's actually <laughs> Baptist. And the, if you you know if, if you actually think about it, and you know, and I was like, well, okay, I I could see how you know I could, I could see how they they Baptist. I mean, you know, first of all, I am living in the, the Baptist the Bible Belt, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't agree with you know theologically or um. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I thought the pastor, uh, I don't know, the pastor, he gave some great. Uh, some great sermons, but 
they 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 lack the Eucharist and they lack they lack the truth. You know, they lack the truth. You know, they don't have yeah. the truth. They don't have the Eucharist. And so it's um, well, it takes dialogue and it takes prayer. You, you got to have. You know, I mean, anybody can go out there and and give uh, an incredible sermon or homily and you know. Do, do you have, do you really have, you know, Christ who's in the right. Eucharist? And that, that's right. what it all all boils down to, that apostolic succession. The other churches, they, they don't have it. They don't have apostolic succession, the Eucharist. They don't have the fullness of the truth. Right. We've got it, and I'm thankful for it, you know, uh, every day of my, um, right. I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah, praise <laughs> God. Well, don't, my- don't have the words to, to describe it. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, sharing your journey with us and your your profession you. and and your uh, and your uh, your excitement for the faith and for for the talents God has given you. Thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you very much indeed. God bless, and I just want to say, tell everybody out there, God bless. Keep keep searching for the truth. If if you have uh, if you have questions, keep listening to EWTN. Um, live live your dream. Go out there and, and just do it. Don't don't pay attention to what anybody says. There are always going to be people out there that says, no, don't do this, or ah, that's not going to work. Just just, just keep keep going for it. Don't let anybody get you down because uh, chances are it's just, it's just Satan talking. Just uh, pray to God, ask him to do his will, and uh, always keep the sunshine in your face. Awesome. God bless. God bless you. Mike, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. I truly appreciate that. I'd love to hear your feedback. Please give me an email at catholichack at gmail.com. That's all one word, catholichack, H-A-C-K. Or you can give me a call, which is probably much more preferred, 713-568-6277. That's 713-568-6277. You can also catch me on Twitter, which is actually growing these days with with Tweet Catholic now, giving a list of all the Catholics online, which makes it very easy. I've gained a lot of followers lately on Twitter, and I'm at Catholic underscore hack there on Twitter, so catch me there. Hey, listen, Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, Josh LeBlanc from the Catholic Underground and I produce a show called Finding Your Keys. It's a radio show, a live call-in radio show, which you can actually listen either over the internet, or if you live in the area of Lake Charles, Louisiana, you can listen over the radio waves. But we also stream the show on the CU Underground Ustream service, which is www.ustream.tv forward slash channel forward slash CU TV. So check that out. That's Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. Central to 7.30 p.m. Central. That's Finding Your Keys, a live call-in radio show with Josh LeBlanc and myself, at least myself normally. He does allow me to co-host that. So thank you very much, Josh, for that opportunity. How would you like to go on a trip? How about a pilgrimage? Absolutely free. Well, listen, this Lent, it's Lent 2009, if you're listening to the uh, archives of this show, Lent 2009, this Lent, you have an opportunity to win a free trip. That's right. Just log on to thecatholictraveler.com where you can enter to win a trip for free. You can choose from one of their 2009-2010 trips and travel for free. As I said, there may be a few exceptions, of course, such as school trips and other trips that may be open only to certain groups or parishes. The winner can even give the trip to someone else if that person is unable to travel. And, of course, there will be some terms and conditions and all that legal stuff can be found at thecatholictraveler.com. I highly encourage you to do this. I myself have entered. I can't believe they excluded us from us podcasters from entering. So I'm very excited. I hope I win. Or if not me, you. I hope you win. Well, listen, I've enjoyed this time and I pray you have as well. So leave me your feedback or your review on iTunes. And until next time, I'm praying for you. So please pray for me. May God bless you.
from the Catholic underground.